Motherhood is a wonderful blessing from God, but so often it can be tough to get through each day. The feeling of complete isolation and loneliness is real, and I think we should talk about it. I'm Tina, a wife and stay-at-home mom of three boys. Life is full of crazy, and I want to share it with you. I really want to do this podcast, but like you, I don't always have time to sit down and record. So we are going to fold laundry, bake, do all the things together while we talk. I want to talk about our struggles, our victories, what works, what doesn't work, and how our faith plays a part in it all. I'll also be interviewing others who know way more than I do on certain topics. I'm glad you're here to walk through life with me. Here I am, folding laundry again. Now, I saved this load of laundry so that we could do it together. Well, okay. So that's a lie. It's just been sitting here since... I don't know if I want to admit this. Well, it's been sitting here waiting for me to fold it so that the boys can have clothes in their drawers again. But this load of laundry has me thinking, as so many of my household tasks do. Motherhood can feel so isolating while being surrounded by people. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, why do we feel this way? I've spent many tearful days thinking through this question. I want to talk about five reasons why I feel alone. Now, this list that I've come up with, it's definitely not an all-inclusive list. First off, the never-ending rotation of work. I'm folding laundry, right? Then there's dishes and sweeping and dusting and, and oh my goodness, I remember this one time a friend asked, how often does everyone dust their baseboards? I feel like I don't do it often enough. And at that moment, I had this, wait, what? I have to dust my baseboards too? One more thing, that's all I need. Right? The list just keeps going and going and going and it's never done. It's that you're walking through the house and you're picking up toys and your kids are dropping Cheerios right behind you while you're vacuuming. Something like that never ends. Well, what do we do with that? We can't get away from that. That's what it is. I have a solution that has helped me, not all the time, but a lot of the time. It it helps me work through this feeling. One thing that I can do that helps is coming up with a cleaning schedule. I know, cleaning schedule, it sounds so great on Pinterest, right? This one kind of works when I stick to it. For example, Monday, I do the floors. Tuesday, it's a rotating schedule of windows, dusting or lights. Yeah, sometimes I actually remember to clean the light fixtures. It's amazing. I think I did it once so far this year. We're 11 months in. 
Wednesdays, I do the boys' bath. Thursday, our bath. Friday, I supposedly clean the kitchen and actually find the counters. And then on Saturday, well, maybe it's cleaning off the patio or the mudroom or something. And Sunday's supposed to be left open. But we all know that everything's going to jump in any open space we do. My neighbor says that emptiness creates a vacuum. I think he's probably right. Another thing that sometimes helps me is giving the boys 10-minute chores. They have a timer and 10 minutes to accomplish whatever task it is. Maybe it's vacuuming the rug. Maybe it's picking up all of their toys. Our 8-year-old is actually pretty good at cleaning the bathroom. So that's his job. The 4-year-old, well, he's not super good at really any of these tasks. But even if he doesn't do that great of a job, it's important for him to see that living in this house, he has a responsibility to help with maintaining it. And that it doesn't all happen magically. Another thing that can help is giving the boys incentives. Maybe they get to watch that movie that we picked up at the library. Maybe they get to play with a toy that otherwise is off limits because I hate stepping on them. I will say that using the line, do this because you get to live here, doesn't really work. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm pretty sure you can come up with some sort of incentive that could help motivate your child to accomplish tasks along with you. And setting a timer, by the way, really helps with that one too. The second reason I sometimes feel alone is that I feel invisible. This job of being a mom is so often thankless. I mean, maybe girls are different, but my boys seem pretty clueless about what it takes to keep them alive. Kids don't care. When they do say thank you, I'm often skeptical, and I know that's not right, but it's how it is. Something that might help here is to ask myself, why am I actually doing this? If I'm honest, it's not for the thanks. The things that I do are done out of love, but most importantly, they're what God wants me to do. The key here is refocusing on my why. A third reason I sometimes feel alone is that my priorities aren't the same as those for my family. For example, I would love to get more sleep, but I can't sleep in every day without it majorly messing with the flow of our family. We need to start school on time. Also, the boys seem to think that they will die if they don't eat by 7.30. Or, I want to keep the house together. Also, I want to read that book that I keep renewing from the library. I want to finish that little task that I keep starting without being interrupted again. Did I mention that I want to keep a clean and organized house? To me, this is important. But these priorities of mine don't seem to line up with the priorities of my family. Now, this next solution sometimes stings when it hits me. But to be done well, it can't be all about me. 
my attitude in completing my household tasks and working with my family, my attitude makes all the difference. A fourth reason that I can feel alone is that I am so often overwhelmed. There's never enough time. Laundry, meal planning, dishes, cleaning, and now homeschooling, all of these things pile up and I throw them onto my back. How am I supposed to get all of this done? I can't be surprised when my unrealistic expectations meet interruptions. It's just how it is. That is a huge part of motherhood. Now this comes back to my attitude making all the difference. Maybe I need to release some of those expectations. Maybe I need to forget about my house looking like the cover of Better Homes and Gardens. Honestly, I don't even know if that's my standard these days. Please don't come over and look. Maybe with the holiday coming up, you're thinking you're going to make all of the sides yourself and all of the decorations and all of the main dishes and you're going to host the entire family and, and, and everything is going to be perfect and clean. But putting all of these unrealistic expectations on yourself is just setting yourself up for failure and I do this all the time because, again, Unrealistic expectations, meet interruptions, and you're faced with a choice of how am I going to respond? Am I going to watch my attitude or am I going to let this take me down the rabbit hole of feeling more and more alone? But I read a book by Kevin DeYoung called Crazy Busy. One of the quotes that I have hanging up in the kitchen hopefully to remind me to get better about this. Being with Jesus is the only thing strong enough to pull us away from busyness. When I am so focused on my unrealistic expectations, I put my time with the Lord on a back burner and I think, I'll get to it later. I'll come back to that. It's okay. But spending that time and again refocusing is going to give me the tools I need to harness in these unrealistic expectations and put the focus back where it belongs. Number five, I'm going to emphasize this again because this is huge. You can't do what you want to do. Hobbies. Okay, sometimes I don't even think I have a hobby, but I I kind of do. So I like to run, and I want to improve my endurance and running pace, and that might sound weird, and the me from three years ago would think that's crazy, and we can talk about that more later. But that's my hobby. I love to run. I also love to socialize. I want to spend quality time with friends. Time with friends is uplifting and I love to laugh. It feels so good. But, again, there's never enough time. How is this going to fit into my schedule? 
I don't have any breaks. When I try to sneak away, someone is always quick to follow and call out my name or start another fight. Hashtag boy mom. Again, this comes down to our priorities. And if my priorities for these extra things are too high on my list, that is an unrealistic expectation. And it's not going to happen. And it's going to get ugly. My attitude gets ugly. There's also sometimes a little voice in my head saying things like, Josh is always working. He doesn't notice what's even happening right here. Now this wasn't so much of a big deal before he started working remotely full time. This was a couple years before all of the COVID-19 pandemic sent many full-time employees home for work. Suddenly he was around constantly, but he wasn't there to help me. The nerve of that guy prioritizing his work over my crazy emotions. Side note, this man is amazing. Again, unrealistic expectations. He needs to get his work completed. But now that he's home, I expect him to take over the parts of my responsibilities that I don't like. Yep, setting myself up for failure and adding unnecessary strain to our marriage. Wow, those five things sound like a nightmare. Why would anyone choose this? But when our hearts and our minds are in the right place, it is so worth it. We might not always want to admit it, but we know it is. No, that doesn't make it magically easy, but it is worth it. We need to talk about it. Not just the good parts, but struggles too. Powering through it and pretending it's all okay or ignoring it doesn't work. It helps me to hear other people talk through it. Maybe that's the same for you. Maybe you found some of that here. Do you have someone that you can chat with? Maybe you can't get out of the house right now, but want to see other mamas. Have you tried using video chat or Marco Polo? I personally like that I can reach out when I can squeeze in a moment and watch or reply to someone. That is helpful to me. What are some ways that you can be connected and be encouraged in your walk through motherhood? We'll dig in in more episodes. I get it. It's not always easy to find your support or mom tribe. Our family has moved a lot. So I have plenty of practice in both feeling alone and establishing my group. Our eight-year-old has lived at nine different addresses. That's kind of sad. So again, I have experience feeling alone and establishing my support group of friends around me. I would love to help you with that. Keep listening. Reach out to me on Instagram at Tina Hornick. Or you can join my private Facebook group at keepingmysanity.com slash community. You don't need to keep feeling like you are alone. Let's work through this together. 